okay, Cal, so we got these new shows on the network. We got Sippin' on a 40. Boom, boom. We got the Quickie. Boom, boom. I got to ask you something about Quickies. Yeah, what? Are you a fan? Do you yeah, like you know quickie? what? That's so funny because I was thinking about, you know, what our cold open should be. And it, it was literally going to be what's the what's the fastest quickie you've ever had. Oh, and I'm not afraid to admit it, man. I think it was like four pumps. Four pumps. Wow. But it was, it was a legit quickie. It was it was an accident. A four pump wonder. There okay. You go. A better question. Have you ever had a quickie that that wasn't an accident? Right? You, of course. A planned quickie? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, bang it out before you go out, you know? Oh, there was, okay, so, you yeah, know, the yeah. wife and I, we used to be long distance. Oh, <laughs> you bring your personal. I like oh, it, man. Course, let's go. Man, of course, okay. Let's get Let's get it. I guess it's better if personal. you talk about your wife than another, yeah. Exactly. Okay. There yeah, you okay. go. Fair enough. So, anyways, we used to do long distance, so one of the times we were at her, her parents' place in Edmonton, whoa. and I was just like, okay, we, we gotta we gotta get this done. Whoa, whoa, we whoa, had, whoa. like, a couple minutes, <laughs> max. Okay. It's like, yo, put your bags upstairs. I like how you said that. A couple minutes max. Yeah, max. Put your bags upstairs. Yeah. It's Boom, bam. Moments. Exactly. It, it happens all the time, man. Shout out to the quickie. Shout out to sipping on a 40. And shout out to Silky and Filthy. Feeling it today, Kyle. I am, yo. Holy. I'm dancing, baby. Ho-ho. What's going hey. on, everybody? You're listening to Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And we welcome you, Silky Studs, to the next episode. We're one week into the NHL season. And you know what I love about October, Kyle? What? What's up? What it's overreaction season in the NHL. Overreaction season. Overreaction season. I like it, man. I like it. I love overreactions. You know Why what? not? All kinds of crazy shit goes down you in know, the, the first week of the season. The older I get... You know the less the less overreacting I actually do, but I, I do enjoy other people overreacting. It's fun, man. It's sports. Well, Why about, not? You how, care. How about I overreact on your behalf today, Kyle? Okay, overreact on my, my behalf. What's up? So we're th- I'm thinking this. So throughout the month of October, even let's do a little overreaction season segment because it's the best time to overreact. It is for sure, man. It's too easy. All right. Well, so James my- Neal, the best player in the world, right? Tampa's not that good. Oh man. California's great, but San Jose isn't. Shit's crazy. Yeah, well, let's get to one of those first. So my first overreaction are the Sharks just gonna be a bottom dweller. Four losses. They're 0-4 at the time of recording this podcast. They don't look good. They have Patrick Marlowe playing on their top line tomorrow night. This guy hasn't played in the preseason. He hasn't had training camp. He's 40 fucking years old. And you're gonna put him on the top line. The Sharks are desperate right now. Martin Jones looks just as bad as he was last year. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. What? Okay, okay. I just stepped on one of the mousetraps, man. Look at my shoe, bro. It's fucked up. Shit happens out here in the studio. If you if you listen to uh, last Ooh, week. Oh, yeah, those shoes are trash. Wow. You, you just think trashed your shoes. No. This isn't even overreacting. This is not even overreacting. Zero overreaction. But your shoes are done fuck. right now. Are, are you serious? They're done? Yeah, they're done, dude. The bottom is. At yeah. least it's just on the that's bottom. That's worse than stepping on dog crap, man. No, no, it isn't, man. That's, that's, <laughs> fuck, man. You know what? Fuck those mice. How do I get rid of this, man? Fuck, we'll just take care of that later. Uh, sh- sorry about that, Silky and Filthy listeners. We were talking about hockey, but we got to protect ourselves. We found some mice in here. Your biggest week. fear, man. Your biggest yeah, fear. What am I supposed to do? You know, what if I ever want to bring a girl to the studio and there's, does she, come on, man. It's done, right? 100%. It's done. Well, it makes sure she doesn't step in the mousetrap. Well, imagine can... if you're fooling around and you guys end up on Whoa, the floor. Hey, man. She's got some mousetrap on the ass. Oh, jeez. No, 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 man. Come on, man. That'd be terrible. Oh, man. You just think, you just think of the worst. I do think of the worst. Speaking it's, of the worst, it's over- San Jose. <laughs> it's overreaction season, man. Of course, I'm thinking of the worst. San Jose. Okay, so San Jose, you think they're going to, as of right now, plummet to the bottom, stay there? I mean,. Are they overreacting? They bring back pa- Patty Marlowe, and I- I'm hearing that during practice, he's on the top line? Yeah, he's going to be on the top line in their next game based on the line rushes in practice. I-, I-, I think what we should do with the overreaction season two is, do we see these overreactions playing out, or are they just an overreaction? Right now, I do have legitimate concern about the Sharks, and I think they should be worried too. Ah, oh, man. I think it's way too early. I, I think a team that has Eric Carlson and and Burns, and even a guy like Logan Couture, still pretty top-heavy. We talk about guys like Timo Meyer and Hurdle. 
maybe it's just a team that's that's gonna have a slow start based on not having, you know, their their leader there. It's gonna take time to get used to life without Pavelski. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But don't you think that team is too good? I do think they're too good. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna be a bottom feeder. That is that is my overreaction. But I know, I know. they could be. They might not be the top team in the West that everyone kind of thinks they are. They might not be that lock for the playoffs. Maybe they are like a third seed or a wild card team. Man, if if that actually happens, everything is open. Everything's open. If a second spot in the Pacific Division is open because Vegas got that first one on lock, and we all thought San Jose was going to get the second one, that's crazy. Because a lot of us really, really thought that a Pacific team was only going to make the playoffs if they got those three spots. The wild card wasn't an option. Now we're looking at the the second spot in the Pacific. It could be. It could be there. It could be there, man. Why not? I think I said on the last episode, bull take for the season, maybe five teams from the Pacific can make it into the playoffs. It's a little bold, man. That's about as bold as you stepping on a mouse trap. Yeah, well, fuck those fucking mouses. And um, that is a bold take. And since it's uh, overreaction October here on Silky and Filthy, you're looking, you're looking pretty right there, man. It could happen. Wow, man. It I'm could not, happen. No, I can't take a victory, a victory lap until November at the earliest. I know, fair and enough. Even right? ends a bit early. Fair I will enough. do it, though. I will take a victory lap. I, I still say San Jose's making it, though. Yeah, I think so, too. The strength of their team, it's Burns and Carlson. Those yeah. two are absolutely fantastic defensemen. Mm. You could you could argue they're, like, the two best defensemen in hockey. Okay, let me, let me throw, throw this out there for you. Is San Jose going to finish the year with Martin Jones as their number one goaltender? If he keeps struggling, I, th- I think they will because contractually they're stuck with him for another five seasons at almost $6 million per. But, what? and they're in a cap pickle too. Who can they get? But that's the thing. They had, who like they have to unload salary, but Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, I mean That's a hard trade to make. That's a hard that's hard anything to make there. There are teams that are could have two starters in their lineup. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I look at a team like Washington with Braden Holpe. Say Ilya Samsonov, you want an overreaction. He looked pretty good in his first game. Yeah, but well, I don't Holby's even, a UFA. Say yeah. Samsonov steps up, maybe Holby becomes straight. Ooh, big. that's a bold take. That's bold. That's bold. That's bold. I don't see that happening. I do see those teams that do have two goaltenders. I feel as if the NHL is different, and, and they they like having two goaltenders. They don't want to help anyone else out, unless unless one of them get mad, you know. But a lot of those teams that have the two goalie system, whether it be, I guess you can put Dallas in the mix, Chicago. I mean, Chicago is the only one where you know one of those goaltenders may demand or like really really want more playing time. But the other the other teams kind of it kind of works for the backup as well or the one beat. I mean. It's not it's not Luongo and Schneider, right? Most of these teams don't have a Luongo Schneider thing going on. It's just it's not a one A and a one B. It's just a it's a one A and a really, really competent number two that yeah. needs to play to give the goalie some rest. Or there's a lot of situations like you see in Nashville or even Vancouver mm-hmm. where you have a guy like UC Saros or Thatcher Demko mm-hmm. and you think this guy, you know, he has the potential to be a starter, but he might not be there yet. Yeah. It's you know, with Martin Jones, we don't want to trash on the guy too much. We like to do the whole West Coast bias thing, and and Martin Jones, Martin Jones is from the from the the absolute West Coast, you know, North Vancouver, baby. So we don't want to trash on him too much, but man, the struggles when they're over a year, and over a year long, it's scary. It's scary. It's in his head. Something's wrong. Something's wrong, man. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like this. You got the off season to recover from what happened last year. Thankfully for Martin Jones, though, he does play behind a pretty good team. And he wasn't good last year, and they still made it to the conference finals. So I think there's still some reason to be optimistic in Sharkland. I'm going to throw another overreaction your way. And this one, this one might be a little crazier. But without Morrissey, without Trubo, without Bufflin, do the Jets have an elite defense? No way. What? No, man. Look at this, man. They... Last night, they got a couple goals. Tucker Pullman. Tucker. Vinny Hanola. Okay. Drafted in the first round. Tucker Pullman, probably the best name in the league. It's up there. It's yeah, up there. It's up there for sure. Tucker fucking Pullman. Who the hell is this guy? Exactly. Uni- University of Dakota. You know, he was, uh, he's was. he been marinating for a long time, you'd say. Spent some time in the AHL as well. Uh, one guy who hasn't been marinating, though, is Vinny Hanola. 18 years old, 2019 first round pick, not even the top five. We're talking, I think he was 19th overall. And he's in the lineup. He's not only in the lineup. He had his first career goal last night. He has three points in four games. And he's averaging over 20 minutes a night. 
man, it's really happening out there. Those guys are stepping up. And, and, you know, in Vancouver right now, we're seeing, well, today's the the day that we all think that Horvat's going to be named captain, right? And to tie this into Winnipeg, Winnipeg may have the best leader in the NHL. They may, they may have him. Blake Wheeler, true fucking gamer. I feel like, like he's the guy that, that gets everyone riled up. He makes everyone believe that, that it's possible. He's stubborn in the fact that he will always believe that his team has a chance. I know he plays forward, but he's in that dressing room and he's given that, that back end, which, which looks, it looks like an AHL back end. It really does. Or you know what it looks like? It looks it looks like a prospect camp yeah. <laughs> back end, you know? So a mix of the two. It's, it's a like mix an of NHL the two. Team, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they're figuring it out. Again, it's early. A lot of people don't expect that defense to look good for long. If that team is going to have success, it's guys like Shifley. It's guys like Wheeler. It's guys like Lonnie Connor. Not guys like Tucker, Tucker Pullman. Or Neil Pionk. Another Neil great Pionk. name. Hey man, they need they need Pionk to do good, man. This is like an all. Truba, Truba's a, Truba was a huge trade, and yeah, they got they got some assets, but the big one has to be Pionk. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Pionk. Pionk has played a lot. He has been used like a number one defenseman. Yeah. I'm sure Rangers fans are laughing at this right now, but they got since they got Truba in their lineup. Uh, Neil Pionk was not a good defensive defender last season. He put up some points, but he played 27 minutes the other night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's playing a lot of hockey right now. Look at this defense plan. Tucker Pullman, Neil Pionk, Sam Niku. Dimi- Who? Sam Niku. Who? Dmitry Kulikov. I know him. Vinny Hanola and Carl Dahlstrom. That was the lineup that went out against Pittsburgh the other night. And they won 4-1. Yeah. And and Pittsburgh. Elite defense, man. <laughs> Elite defense against uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, man. I feel bad for them. Everyone's hurt. Malkin. Gelchenyuk. Uh, who else is hurt with them? Like two. Who was the other center that got hurt? Nick Bukestad. Uh, Bukestad. That sucks. Hey, man, it's time to ride the Jerry McCann train. It is time to ride that train, and he's a gamer. I know he can do good. Hey, look, Buffalo just got a bingo there. Marcus Johansson, man. Good pickup so far. Yeah, not bad for the Sabres. We'll, we'll get to them a bit later in the episode, actually. I have okay, a, cool, a little, cool. another little thing I want to run by you. Uh, I'm going to get to another overreaction for you. And this might not be an overreaction. I think we're overreacting the Jets' defense, but how about this? The Carolina Hurricanes, elite team. Elite yeah. team in the NHL. That's Four not no an over. Start. That's not an overreaction. That's a fact, bro. Could they be like? We all talk about the teams in the Atlantic being the Stanley Cup contenders: Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Washington gets thrown in the mix. They're a recent Cup champ. Is Carolina? Should, do they belong in that conversation? They do. They do. They're they're an interesting team that that has they have depth all over the place, and they have. You know, I, get, I know this is like a fucking 2015 word, but they have swagger, man. They all have belief. And, and Rob Brindamore, he has all of them believing. All of them are bought in. They're having fun out there. They're a good team. They're a great, they're a great team, man. We're talking about a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So by definition, you can argue that that's the second best team in the Eastern Conference. One yeah. of the best teams in the conference. Swagger, they have fun. They're doing it. They enjoy playing with themselves. With themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy playing with each other. I don't think this wow, is Wow, the they an- play with I- themselves and each other. That's There so, you that's go. Boom, bam. Wow. Get, it, get it done. Silky and filthy. Silky. Talking that's bullshit. filthy as fuck. Carolina. I'm watching them all year, man. Yeah, they're good. they're definitely one of the most interesting teams in the league to watch. We mentioned them. We did the season previews as well. as definitely a team to watch this year. The only thing that scares you is the goaltending, but their defense is great. Their offense is great. Remember when everyone was worried that, oh, Justin Williams isn't coming back, and what are they going to do about their leadership? I think they look just fine through a few games early on in the season. Because like you said, Rod Brindamore, they're all buying into what he's saying. And I do think they have some quiet leadership with Me guys too. like Jakob Slavin and Brett Pesci. And Mr. Because, Museum. And Mr. Museum, exactly. Because you watch these guys on the ice, and they're so calm. Mm. They're so poised. Yeah, that's what I've noticed too, man. You have, like, we watch a lot of Canucks hockey. When you see guys like Gabranson <laughs> and Hutton just, like, bumbling around with a puck and yeah. having all these oh-shit moments, you don't see that a lot in Carolina. And I think it sets the tone for the whole team. I'd say St. Louis is similar as well. They're confident, man. They're a good team. Emphasis, emphasis on the team. Carolina, a team to watch, man, all year, all year. That's a team where I see do good the whole season and make a splash at the deadline. I could see that happening. Getting one more piece. Carolina, man, watch the fuck out. Now, before we get to more hockey talk, 
We're talking about overreactions, okay? Trevor, tell me a story from back in the day where you just overreacted about a about a situation, okay? Oh man. I really got to go to the memory bank for I this. I know, moment. right? I'm trying to think I, too. I, I'm honestly, I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm a pretty calm, yeah. cool, and collected yeah. guy. Except when I come screaming on this podcast. <laughs> I'm a yeah, I'm a pretty, pretty relaxed guy overall. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it too, man. How, like overreact. It's it's all man. It's all everything that I remember about me overreacting is around like young relationships, you know? Right? Just dumb shit. Oh, she hasn't fucking texted back in a while. Boom, boom, all that stupid shit. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I, I mean, yeah, I've never really worried about that stuff too much. Maybe I've underreacted in some situations because hey, fair I've, been, enough. I've been too I think, slow to, <laughs> to respond. <laughs> I, I, I think it's better to to underreact for sure. It's always better to stay calm, man. But it's more entertaining to overreact, which is why we do it on the show. It's it's more. I shouldn't be saying this, but you know, I care about my friends. I fucking love my friends, but. I'm known as the, the calm one as well. Who knows if it's the, uh, the marijuana I smoke? Who knows? Who knows if it's just because of my demeanor? Who knows if it's because I've been through some bullshit in my life and I'm just like, fuck, fuck bullshit. Got no time for it other than this show. <laughs> it's <a> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I ate that some bullshit. But yo, I do find it entertaining when people overreact, a.k.a. my friends. Yeah, exactly. You need some overreactors yeah. in your life because, you know, life's just a little too boring. Your friends don't overreact and do stupid crap once in a while. Yeah, man, straight up. When they do stupid crap or they they don't do stupid crap and they just think everything around them is falling apart when really nothing is happening. You ever have those friends that, that come to you with a, like a situation or a problem and you say one thing and they're just like, yeah, you're right. What? I think I'm right. Yeah. You just complained for fucking 20 minutes. I said one thing. You're right. You calm down. Dude, stay calm in all scenarios. Exactly. Come on. Need that calm to me. Especially man. We teach people our ways. Especially if you're if you're a hockey fan, if you're a sports fan. If you are overreacting at this point of the year, because your team is 0-2, 0-3, 1-1, 1-1, someone hasn't scored yet. You better be, you know, under the age of what, 17, 16? And B, yo, chill the fuck out, yo. I don't know, man. Real talk. I think the Sharks should overreact right now, though. You think That's so? Real. Man, you always talk about the Sharks, and I'm just thinking. Stirring I know. are in the like, pot, man. I don't. Okay, but, you know, looking back and just analyzing this situation, <laughs> we're talking about a team that's, that hasn't won yet and brought back a 40 year old. They're bleeding goals right now. I, I don't doubt that they can score, but they're bleeding goals. It's a problem, man. Man, oh, man, dude. You know who else is scoring goals, man? Who? The last overreaction I got for this week, the real deal, James, James Neal. Hey. Holy smokes, back from the dead. Got a full mouth of teeth, and he has six goals in three games, including a natural hat trick. Man, James Neal, he's not obviously not going to keep scoring at this pace, but he looks like a safe bet to be a good 20, 25-goal guy. But I'll ask you this. Can he be something more than that? Yeah, he this can. Year? He can. Yo, James Neal, look at his stats. You can say what you want about his last year in Vegas. People people want to look at what happened last year in Calgary and just say, oh, he's done. This is not a case of Louis Erickson, you know? One of those guys who completely fell off. It's not a case of Milan Lucic. We're not talking about like three consecutive years where the player's fallen off. We're, we're talking about one and a half years. So he gets traded to Edmonton, which... Which in normal cases is is not a good thing. You're not you're not going to succeed in Edmonton, but at the same time, you get to either play with Leon Drysidle or Connor McDavid, and you're James the real deal, Neil. Yo, we're talking about thirty goal score. We're talking about a guy for what ninety percent of his career getting twenty goals. He can for sure get thirty goals, especially playing with Connor McDavid. The Edmonton Oilers are what three and zero. Yep, and they're just scor- right they're just scoring bingos left, right, and center. Remember earlier this season when when I was just bullshitting and said, "Yo, Edmonton." You were bullshitting. I was what? bullshitting when I said, "No way, Edmonton gonna win the Stanley Cup." I was I was just saying some absolute bullshit, but it all it all tied together for me because I think that Connor McDavid is that good, is that good. Now they're not winning the cup, but Connor McDavid can do some magical things. We watch sports. We love sports. 
once in a while, you see that superstar, that elite of the elite, the fucking mecca of that category, do remarkable things for their team. Who the fuck knows, man? Who the fuck knows what Connor McDavid can actually do for those Oilers? The the helicopters, you know? Who knows? He is McJesus, man. And here's a bold take, man. Do you think James Neal could surpass his career high in goals and points? Do you know his career high in goals and points? Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Put the music down. Put the music down. I'm going to say his career high in goals was 34. And points? Was that right on the goals? No. Oh, uh, points, uh, <laughs> 62. In 2011-2012, he had 40 goals and 81 points with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Holy shit. What could, year was that? James, what year was that? The year after the Canucks went to the Cup, 2011-2012. Damn, this guy scored 40 bingos. James. Could he hit his career dude. high? Playing, if he plays alongside Connor McDavid for 82 games. Wow. Okay, let, let, let's pick a side, okay? Let's do a little wager over here, okay? We'll remember this one. So you want to take the over and I'll take the under? Yeah, I'll take the over. I'll take oh, the bull damn. take. Oh, damn. Okay, sick. Okay, you take the bull take. What do you want to bet? Let's he's, only bet. Got, he's only got 34 goals. Oh, I guess 35 goals to go to hit the Yo, let's bet high. an eighth. Down, man. Of marijuana, okay? Sure. <laughs> okay? <laughs> let's bet an eighth. So I'm we got to wait till April to grab this eighth from you because I don't think he's getting 41. He could get 39, though. He could get 38. But you took the over, buddy. Let's go. Silky and filthy. Dirty bets. Let's go put it on the board. Put it on the board. Yo, shout out to James Neal, man. Uh, you know, we talk a ton of shit about the Edmonton Oilers. In fact, we're overreacting about the Oilers right now because we're talking like we believe in this shit. Like, this shit's going to last. It's so early. Nothing really fucking matters. It's easy to grab these points, but, man, I don't know. Nothing really matters to me. See, I was going to butcher those lyrics, man. That's all good, man. That's what I'm here for. I watched the Queen movie on the, uh, on the, um, on the airplane. Well, I want to do this every time we talk about bullshit. Hey, there's a bullshit. (laughs) I watched the Queen movie on the airplane on my way to Mexico. Or was it on the connection from Mexico to Colombia? I don't know. But I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it too. Although, I don't want to go on a rant here. But the thing I did Go on like, a rant, bro. They, they made up the last like third of the movie. I kind of wanted it to be like the real story, the documentary. They okay, totally, so what happened they, at the end again? He just he left, know, he remember told he everyone? left the band and he that big dramatic band. split. And he took a new record deal. Yeah. And then he flew to he Germany. He never took a record deal? No, he never took the record Are deal. Are you serious? No. Why would they make that up? I know. <laughs> Are you serious? I know. It, didn't it, does it piss you off? Bro, that's such a big thing. Yeah, they made it such a make big that up. movie. They made it up. Are you fucking it never serious? Happened. There was no big like breakup and there was no big like, oh, I love you guys. Let's get back together. He just like took a break for a bit. But he didn't and then sign. Came back. But didn't he go solo for a bit? No, he never ever released solo sure? stuff. He never released stuff. So if I go, if I go on YouTube, search his name up. Well, prove me wrong, man. And he, and he won't have any tracks alone or like on Spotify or nothing? Really? No. He didn't go solo? No. At least in my best memory, man. I've listened to a lot of Queen. Your classic rocks. Okay. Your reputation is on the line. Because they made it seem like you did. Yeah. I don't know. You shouldn't. They made it up. It was Hollywood, man. They made it up. Why would you do that? I know. What's the point? It It was was such a dramatic effect. Yeah. You don't even need it, though. You didn't even need it. I agree. The story's so good. I know. Are you serious, You want to talk about puck talk and bullshit? That's the bullshit right there. No, that's absolute bullshit. I know. People love the movie because, you know, and the scene with Live Aid at the end, man, it brings a tear to your eye if you're a Queen fan. Yeah, you know, that, the whole the whole concert at the end and the whole festival or whatever you want to call it, the whole experience, I wish I was, you know, it'd be hard to cop a ticket for that. It'd be hard to, you know, being from Canada, fucking the other side of the world to be even at that concert. But just to even be alive and just to watch that live on a TV screen with your family and your friends or whatnot would have been a crazy experience. Yeah. Man, rock and roll, such a big... Big genre, such an influential genre. Rock and roll, man. I've said it many times, man. Like just watching, watching movies like that on bands like Queen and what's the other one um, on Netflix? Motley Crue. Motley Crue. The Dirt. As a big hip hop fan, I see so many connections between classic rock and 2017, 2018 hip hop, especially on how people dress. Yeah, these guys are trying to express be hard, themselves. Guys are hardcore, man. They're trying to be rock stars. Yeah. And man. Imagine being a rock star in the 80s. Oh, dude. Some of those parties that, that were shown in both those movies, 
Huh. Dude, are you serious? You think the parties were actually like that? Oh, for sure, dude. I, I have no reason not to believe it, man. Damn, big-ass mansion. Yeah, actually, shout out to a local paper here in BC. This should be a Meanwhile in Canada story, actually, but I'll, I'll just drop it anyways. Uh, the Surrey Leader newspaper, one of my buddies who works there, he dug up a video on, on YouTube from like 1990. It was a New Year's Eve party from going from 1989 into 1990. And just like a half hour video of this party. And it's it's such a shit show, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. Man, that'd be cool, man. It was a crazy Simpler party, times. though. Simpler I think it times. lived up to the, the 80s party uh, reputation. Yeah, people make a big deal of, you know, having cameras at parties now and everything is shown and be on your best behavior at parties because you never know when somebody's, you know, broadcasting to their Snapchats. Imagine partying in the 80s and 90s. Different times. Hey, man, I know who would have fit in real well at those parties. would be the real deal James Neal. <laughs> real deal James Neal, yeah, He's man. got that flow, man. You're he does have the out flow. A bit. And in Calgary, too, uh, not Calgary, Edmonton, you know, rock star right now. Definitely. Six bingos, boom, bam, four in a game, Cassian. Numbers in the rafters, man. Hey, James, the real deal Neal. He actually tied Wayne Gretzky for the... You know, the fastest start when it comes to goals in games, Oilers yeah. history. Or is it NHL history? I don't think it's NHL yeah, history. Yeah, I think it's Oilers history, which is remarkable. Good for him, man. And before we move on to the next segment, I'll ask you one question. Does Milian Lucic hit six goals this season? <laughs> I'm going to reverse that and ask you uh, another question based on the same player. They were talking about this on the radio today. I think it was, is it Eric Francis or Aaron Francis? Eric? Yeah, the Calgary reporter. Yeah. yeah, Sportsnet in Calgary. He mentioned that you can't you can't look you can't look at just James Neal's goals and say that Edmonton won the trade because Lucic is doing quote unquote other things to make his impact on his team. And those other things, you know, standing up for your teammates, being yeah. in the penalty box. Got a, got a warmer seat there, man. What's your thoughts on that? I think it's kind of a BS excuse for a guy who's making a lot of money. But that that's who they traded for. I mean... That's who they traded for. But they should never have done this trade. That was the problem. But Bill Peters just didn't like James Neal. No fit for him. They didn't see Neal as a bottom six guy, which is fair. So they brought in Lucic, who can... Play on the bottom be six. Be a bottom six yeah, guy, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Different things. But, I mean, Neal's going to Neil's gonna go and score 40-plus in Edmonton, and Lucic is going to score not even 10 goals this season. So Lucic you know, will get nine goals and 200 penalty minutes. Throwback, man. And... There's a possibility of, you know, 30 or 40 of those penalty minutes coming after an incident where a guy like Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, Jared Hanno, it'd be one of the goaltenders, gets gets hit, gets attacked. And there comes Lucic coming in, being a fucking hockey player. Is that, it's not worth more than 40 goals, but, you know, I, I get I don't entirely get what Francis is saying, but I kind of get it. I get what he's saying. I just it's so it. early I, in the just, season. He's, he's wrong. He's yeah, wrong. I see. It's so early in the season. He sees Edmonton at 3-0 and what? Calgary's got two wins this season. Yeah. So, no, they got one. Did they got two? No, they got one win, I believe, right? They've only played three games. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It's so early in the season. It's not a horrible start for Calgary. He's just like, yo, Lucic is doing what we thought Lucic was going to be for this team. And that's a... That's someone who stands up for teammates. And some people still care about that, man. Yeah, people. Yeah, no, it's it's an important part of the game. I think you look at the Canucks. They went on and got guys that were tougher because they want <laughs> players to stand up for, for the younger guys. It was a yeah. problem last year. I listen, and even Bo Horvat has said as much in recent interviews, too. So there's value in it. It's just going to be funny when Neil goes to Edmonton, scores 40 goals, and Calgary fans are saying, oh, but we got Lucic. Neil never would have scored 40 here, but Lucic protects our players. Yeah, that's, what, that's the argument. And, again, I I don't completely agree with Francis. I mean, you can't. If James Neal goes out there and even scores 25, they won the trade. Let's, let's be fucking real. They won the fucking trade. They've already won the trade. And James Neal is, what, has one year less on his deal? Yeah. What the fuck was Calgary doing, man? No, actually, no, they have the same amount. They have the same Sorry, amount. Yeah, same, same amount. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Anyways, well, man. Milan Lucic. Good luck to him in Calgary. All the how, best. Yo, how do you like this? Uh, how do you like this? Oh, we got to do it again. Man. <laughs> hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> how do you like this uh, Crown Royal Apple with a bit of Pepsi? It's super sweet, right? Yeah, I was wondering what that extra taste was. I was like, this isn't this isn't normal. So, it's not normal Crown Royal. Chris Faber, 
he actually was drinking the same drink. Not the Pepsi, just the fucking Crown Royal. And he he, he spoke highly of it. And while while I was interviewing him, I looked I looked straight forward to me. Underneath the TV, there was a bottle of Crown Royal Apple. What are the chances? And I just cracked it and I spilled you a drink. And This one's for the It's not homies. bad, right? It's not bad. It's not bad, but I'll tell you this. Well, I'll start with a question, I guess. Is there one alcohol that you like just can't drink? Cause yeah, you man. Vodka. Just what? Any kind of vodka for you? Dude, wow, who the fuck drinks vodka? What's Tons the point? Tons of people. Are you I don't me? care. It's nasty. It's nasty. You know, funny story. I remember this might have been the last time. And I've obviously, I've had, you know, vodka after this incident. But I don't think I've had a bottle or, you know, just bought a bottle of vodka for myself and for a party and whatnot, right? I think I was like 17 or 18 in the homies. Um... I think they were just smoking smoking some dope. And I didn't smoke weed at the time. And, and they got me a bottle of vodka. It was just one of those boys night. You know when you're fucking young and you're being an idiot? So they're all smoking weed and they got me a bottle of vodka. And I had a bad experience. And till that day, I've had a, a horrible relationship with the uh, the Russian beverage. That's funny, man. But it's it's funny that you call out for uh, for people drinking it. Because I think it's what the most popular hard liquor in the world. Is it? Is it actually? <laughs> It, it's, it tastes nasty. There. It tastes nasty. You know what? It's 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 a great mixed drink though, man. It goes pretty much with everything. Okay, so what's your drink of non-choice? It, it's well, it's vodka, but it's, hey. it's in particular, it's Smirnoff Green Apple. Had one terrible night when I was like a teenager, pretty young, pretty young, and oh man, I just I, I couldn't even like eat. I couldn't drink like a Jones Green Apple soda. Are you years. serious? Yeah, it was it you was could, really bad. You, you couldn't have a what? What's the green apple called? The Granny Smith or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, I could eat apples, but I couldn't. I I didn't like apple candies. I couldn't drink like apple sodas or anything like that. Uh, apple soda. Well, that's what I mean, like a Jones green apple soda. You ever? Oh had yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had one of those. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I drink just it. Tripped dude. out for just a reminded bit. Reminded me of Smirnoff green apples. Wanted to puke every time I had one. It's disgusting. You ever you ever think think about your past and, and and go back to those high school days where you're actually showing up to parties and you somehow. Bring your own bottle of hard alcohol for yourself. It's like, what are you doing? That's fucked up, dude. I wouldn't do that now. Like, I'm not showing up to a party bringing a fucking two six and just like I'm drinking more than half of this. That's not happening. But I'm a, you know, I'm a. What's the word again? Lightweight. A lightweight man. What you make up for it in in other ways somehow. How? I don't know. What's the next segment, man? <laughs> Well, okay, I want to go over three teams. We're going over overreactions, surprises. I want to look at three teams who have surprised so far, and we can do the whole buy or sell thing on them. Um, let's talk about one team you mentioned wait, right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about hockey now? We're talking about hockey, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, shit. All right, talk about hockey. All right, so we mentioned one team. We were watching them play in overtime here, the Buffalo Sabres. Marcus Johansson with the winner against the Montreal Canadiens. They are now 3-0-1 on the season. Mm-hmm. Ralph Kruger, in about a decade of bad coaches in Edmonton, you could argue he was one of the better ones. He left a very lucrative job in the Premier League to come back to coach the Buffalo Sabres. Like, he's always got a passion for the game. Don't talk about the Buffalo again. Sabres right now, man. I don't care if they're, what, 3-0-1? Remember them last year? Didn't they win 10 straight games? They did. Wasn't Jeff Skinner on pace for 50 bingos? I'm just talking about the biggest surprises right now. The biggest surprises, fair enough. Like, yo, Buffalo, I can't. It's I, I look at Buffalo the same way I look at Arizona. Pro, pro, prove it. Do something. Oh, we're talking about the two longest non-playoff streaks in the league there right now. There you go. In Buffalo and Arizona. But you look at their team, man. They got some stars right now. Mm-hmm, they do. It's another team where they need the goaltending to come together. And to me, they almost they almost remind me of like a, a very, very shitty Carolina. Because they have no defense, they have no <laughs> goaltending. But they have the stars. Have what the stars does that even mean? They remind me of a very <laughs> shitty, shitty, a very shitty Carolina. So what? At the top of the what? lineup. They got a lot of skill at the top of the lineup, man. You got Ajo Terravine. Like the Miami Dolphins remind me of a very shitty New England Patriots. Yeah, it's true, man. Hey, man. Okay, so I, I do agree that they... Yo... Jack Eichel. He had a great I, night again. I don't Rasmus know what... Dahlin has six points in four games. Rasmus Dahlin, at, at this point in his career, being his second year, 
call this a stretch, but he's up there. He's in that. <laughs> he may already be in that third tier of top defensemen in the league. He's that good. And, and we're talking about a phenom. Real talk. We're talking about a phenom. For a long time, we've been hearing about how good this kid is. Last year, he proved it. What? Didn't he like? Wasn't he one of he the, the first teenagers? Most, he had the second most points second by an 18-year-old yeah. behind Phil Housley. He beat Bobby Orr's. Well, he, there you he go. passed Bobby Orr on the all-time list, I should say. That's remarkable. <laughs> That's crazy That's remarkable. And Jack Eichel's a great player. So you look at those two players. Yeah, very talented. And, and around them, they they do have pieces. You just wonder, if they're, are they going to put it together ever? And everyone was doubting them this season because they play in a, in a really tough division. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, it's... It's overreaction season, man, of course. We're talking about the teams who have succeeded, who have surprised so far. The Buffalo Sabres have surprised. But can they put it all together? You're right. It's wait and see, but, man, Rasmus Dahlin, I think, is an absolute game changer. He is. He He's a game changer, man. He could do... If, if the Buffalo Sabres are making the playoffs this year, I think that that Rasmus Dahlin is more important to that, that outcome than, than Jack Eichel. Being straight up. Yeah, I think, well, we, Eichel's not going to get much better than he is right now. Is he a 100-point player? Whoa, 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 He's already an 80-point player. That's deep. That That's a reach. That's crazy, man. So what, what do you think the ceiling is on Jack Eichel? Then? That's a great question, man. I, you know, what, I, I do see potential for, what, a 90 to 100-point player. I do. He's, he's talented, man. He's got. He's got all the tools. He skates really well. He's good on his edges. He's got he's got a good shot. He's got a good vision. There's moments in games where, you know, it slows down for him. He has that he has that part of his game where where he's elite. What do you think his ceiling is? Cuz I'm looking at 9100 points and how and what does that what does that make you in this new NHL? Like Claude Giroux got didn't he get 100 points last year? Right, yeah, he had 80 plus. 80 well. plus. Oh, so yeah. I think he got the 100 the year before. So yeah, I don't know. Like I said, there's more more and more guys are are putting up the big numbers. So um, I think it was 31 players last year were point-of-game players, and it was less than 10 about 10 years ago. So scoring's gone up in the league. And I, I think my point here was that Rasmus Dahlin's going to get a lot better. I could, could get better, but Rasmus Dahlin is going to be the guy that's going to try to push him up the standings more than anybody else. Yeah, and <laughs> Jack Eichel should be happy about that. He should be. He should be happy about that. I'll throw one more surprise team your way. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks are 3-0 and to start the season. Hey. John Gibson has allowed three goals in three games. Man, he was he was crazy last year. He kept the Ducks in it. Uh, I still think Anaheim's going to be pretty bad this year. They're still having trouble scoring goals. They, 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 they're probably in the running to be one of the most boring teams to watch. To be oh, honest. 100%. 100%. Unless you're into, once again, athletic athletes, and you just want to watch John Gibson do the splits, and do ridiculous things? Sure, why not? But but I feel the exact same way, man. I, I don't... That's a team that that needs John Gibson. Jo, am I saying that right? Yeah, John, John Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, what am I saying? I, I was about to say Josh Gibson. Say John, John Gibson. John Gibson to be an absolute, absolute fucking stud. I'm talking Yaroslav Halak in what? The 2010 playoffs. He's got to be like that the whole year. Woo! For this to happen, for the Ducks to be be continuing what they're already doing. Yeah, you look at their games. We have one goal in each game right now. You know, they're going to be a boring team to watch, man. Those it's, it's funny to see how far the, the Ducks and the Kings have fallen. And ironically enough, the Kings actually look, you know, relatively entertaining through a couple games. They're moving the puck a lot faster. They're not holding on to it as long. They're scoring some goals right now. You know what? The Kings are, are, are a team, man. No, man. Cut the hell out. They're Kings a team are that's going to go to the man. bottom of the standings, you know, bro. We're from Vancouver. We've seen the Canucks for the last couple of years have good starts all the time. This shit don't matter, especially when you have a bad team. I mean, we're talking about uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, Kovalchuk being Col- talked Col- about high, Ilya highly Kovalchuk? right now. Ilya Kovalchuk? Yeah. He's like, oh, is Kovalchuk back right now? Oh, he's looking like his old... No, nah, man. It's not going to happen. No, it's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. All I'm saying is the, key, the Kings look more entertaining. And when I say they're a team... I mean, they're a bad team. Yeah. But they might be a slightly Fair more enough. entertaining team. Fair enough, man. Speaking Fucking of the California. Los Angeles Kings, I want to end the episode on a little a little beauty of the week, man. I think you know which guy I got in mind. Man, beauty of the week. This is the first year we're doing it. First time of the year we're doing it. I can't wait, man. Who's going to who's gonna be the beauty of the year this year, man? Oh, yeah. we got some candidates. I have Starting no idea. Starting this week. No Let's idea. go. 
unprofessional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. All right, Kyle, we got the first beauty of the week of the season here on Silky and Filthy. Finally. Not a guy who's well-liked in Vancouver. Not a guy who's really? well-liked by a lot of people, I think, around the NHL. Why? Drew, you don't think Drew Doughty pisses people off? I think he That's, does, but I think people appreciate him. Well, this is what makes him the beauty of the week, man. He, he pisses people off. He pissed Matthew Kachuk off, although I'd probably argue Kachuk got under his skin more. But at the end of the day, it was Drew Doughty who got the final say. The OT winner, the hand to the ear, the yelling at Flames fans. I loved it, man. I loved it. All that was missing was a little, a little, car, a little crotch grab, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's that was the been. only thing that was missing. Yeah, but he would have got in trouble for that. Ah, whatever, man. He's Drew Doughty. Who I cares? know, man. Nah, people would have been season. mad, you know. Hockey culture, fucking. Uh, what's he doing? Fuck, man. He was emotional. It was a big game, like he said. He's getting booed all game. Wakes him up a little. He want what did he say? He wants to shove it in their faces, and he literally did. You saw that celebration, bro. That was hard. That was intense. That that was something that I want to show my friends who don't watch hockey. Like, look at this motherfucking badass right here. Well, this Doesn't why, give a fuck. This is why he's the beauty of the week, you know. Hockey's 100%. all about entertainment, all about the storylines. Drew Doughty gave us one. And it, it, you know what? Sometimes there's talk, there's talk about rivalries. There's talk about beef going into the game and nothing happens. At least in this game, something did happen. Drew Doughty capped it off. I mean, and I mentioned it on the quickie. But what I didn't like is after the game when he said, oh, I'm ready to put this to rest. Drew, when you said that, it made me not want to make you beauty of the week. But, you know what? Yeah. I got to give him a bit of love for the Selly, a bit of love for keeping the rivalry alive. Because, let's face it, Kyle, in the NHL, there aren't a lot of good player-to-player -player rivalries right now. Yeah, I texted you earlier. I asked you to give me five. I wasn't even able to give you two. I don't think Real talk. Is there any in the NHL? Like, so the Lucic and Miller, can a, can a third or fourth line winger... And a, and a backup goaltender count as a fucking rivalry? Something to show the world? This is hatred in the NHL. This is entertainment. This is sport. Nah. Can't, you can't show that. What else? What else do we got? We got... I mean, there was... Obviously, Kane and Reeves is the Kane and is Reeves. The big That's one the best the one. That's right the best now. one. That's the best one. And I would say the only one before Kane and Reeves was Reeves and Wilson. <laughs> hey. Because, you know, there aren't a lot of these guys in the NHL. Like, a lot of them are probably buddy-buddy in the offseason. You know, there's maybe more of a... A brother in among NHL players, but you know we used to see some better rivalries back in the day. Some some bitterness towards opponents. Yeah, we and it's used just, to. It doesn't really exist anymore, man. Why is that? Why do you think? Why do you think it's like that? I, I think there's a few reasons. I do think NHL players, you know, they are closer. The, the NHL PA is maybe a bit tighter. Guys put training together. Hey, in the that's off a good, that's a great point. I mean, what's happened in the past with the, the players' association against the NHL probably did unite a lot of these players. I mean, they have to show up to all these meetings and. You know, have dinner together, play players from different teams and never seen each other, all these things. Yeah, I could see them, you know, building relationships. Yeah, and then this, no guy, this guy knows this guy, and then they tell stories about other guys, and I think there's just more of an appreciation for everyone around the NHL. Uh, and, and I know the game has gone away from fighting. I don't want to say fighting is the reason why there's less rivalries, but I think that's a part of it. You know, when guys are chucking mitts and there's a lot more physicality, a lot more toughness going on, you're, you're going to yeah, build rivalries big faster. Part of it. You, know, you know what I thought was a big part of why I couldn't name more than two? Was because you know I'm bare, you know the, with Vancouver not being in the playoffs as much, we're not watching playoff hockey. Are we just ignoring some of those, some of those matchups, some of those players? I know you watch a lot of hockey, but you couldn't even name yeah name I, more than two I, I as don't well. Think, it's not that at all. I don't yeah. think. I mean, it's there really isn't as many great robbers on the NHL. And I was trying to think of some other good ones, even in this generation, because a lot of them are made by the media. Like there's obviously Crosby versus Ovechkin, which uh, we saw yeah. a bit. Of, we saw a Malkin bit of, and Ovechkin as well, right? And I think even last season, you could almost argue. This is getting desperate, but Kane and Matthews, remember they had that little oh, yeah. loan contest last yeah, year? Yeah, that's, that that's getting desperate. It's getting desperate though, right? Because that's a different type of rivalry, not the one that we're talking about right now. We want to see, quote unquote, blood. You know, we want to see uh, some anger. We want to see a lot of emotion. And those two players, Dowding Kachuk, yeah, they don't, they don't fucking like each other. And it's, it's entertaining. We want more of that. Are we bad humans for asking, asking for that? We want more people to hit each other. I don't know. I'm just a fucking that's ignorant a deep, that's sports a deep fan. Question right there. That is a deep question. I think. What, does, what does it say about us? We're savages. We're savages. Savages. Oh but man. Silky savages. Hey, fair so enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, you know, those things do help the NHL. You know, it's it's easier to market 
rivalries, especially when it comes to not just the team, but player versus player. It's it's what the it's what the league needs, man. More of those things. More things that are entertaining. Now, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this tweet, and it's it has nothing really to do with rivalries. Are we are we off the topic? We can't even name five. Can we just move on to this? You can move on to whatever you okay, want. Okay, cool. Man. So I don't know who this guy is, John Cullen. Um he had this tweet out. It went super popular. It was uh, it was it was like Sportsnet. It's so crazy that our ratings for hockey keep keeps dropping. He wrote that. Then below it, he wrote also Sportsnet. Let's make people watch Steve Dangle learn how to play hockey for a second straight year. I got nothing against Steve Dangle, cause how how long has that guy been making videos? Oh wow, seven eight years. You know, I was watching him when I was what 16, 17 years old. I didn't mind it. You know, just hockey content. We need more of it. But <laughs> yeah, that's the hockey hockey just in general is just lacking other mediums of entertainment. I think that's why when we see things like Kachuk versus Dowdy, we just gravitate towards it. It's a different part of the game. It's a different side of entertainment. And especially when it comes to the dressing room and we hear all these quotes, it's like, oh shit, that's what we want. Now, how does this relate to Steve Dangle? It's it's more just of which of what Sportsnet is doing. Like, where's the entertainment? We don't we barely see it. The media, the media and the presentation of the game, people like to blame the players. I like to blame the media. I really do. You're the ones telling the stories. Blame media, man. I fucking like it. Fair enough, there man. There we go. And you know, to the Steve Dangle thing, I was actually, I was watching the game. I went to my parents' house on Saturday night, watched the Canucks and Flames. And that Steve Dangle thing came on for like three minutes. My family's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And I don't blame them. Well, well, what dumb. happened? Tell me. I don't know what the He's fuck we like, were talking about. William Nylander was teaching him how to skate and pass a puck. Oh, and he could man. barely move. It was brutal. And it, wow. it just went on for too long. Why know? can't they just, you know... Like, I'd rather watch the Anaheim Ducks. We talked about the chance to be the most boring team in the league this season. I'd rather watch three hours of Anaheim Ducks hockey than three minutes from Steve, Steve Dang learning how to skate. Yeah, that's not what... Like, it's not like the NFL and NBA are doing that. You know, getting their little beat reporters to, to learn how to play the sport. <laughs> what? What are you doing? There must be. I feel like the NHL should just like imitation is a as a form of flattery. Don't be ashamed that you may have to copy, you know, a certain framework of of media from what other leagues are doing. But <laughs> why not try it? Do some things. I don't think what the NFL is doing, what the NBA are doing, is is super bizarre, super super out of the box. They just got more personalities. It doesn't seem forced. Just figure it out. Shouldn't it be that hard to to make, you know, what, what type of content would you call that? They, they just fill in the gaps, right? You have the game. You get the little, oh, what happened in the first period? You get three people talking about it. And then you, you got like like two or three minute breaks where you got to fill, fill in content. It shouldn't be that hard to do it. And, and the problem with Sportsnet, and we bring up Sportsnet only because they're the only place in Canada pretty much where you can watch hockey. It's all Sportsnet. I know TSN has what, like, Winnipeg Jets games, maybe some Sens games. Watch the Winnipeg Jets yeah. versus the Ottawa Senators Sportsnet on TSN is, 4. is in control of the whole thing. And, and you know what? When when they signed that deal to, to take over everything, I thought that was a problem because because it was a lack of competition. Yeah. You're pretty much taking the competition away. How are you going to do better? Yeah, they was, think they're it doing it right. It was a sad right. day when it happened. And you know, right, it, it got monopolized. Yeah. And I do think in terms of like the, the coverage in Canada, shout out to Canada if you're listening from the States. Yeah. We got sports at TSN. That's all we got hockey-wise. Yeah. And I think it was great when both programs had their guys and they were doing their thing. Now TSN's just, you know, quietly faded into the background. I know, man. It, you brought up America. Uh, what does NBC do during like, Wednesday night hockey? Well, I was gonna I know, say they only do it on Wednesdays, and sometimes they have weekend games. But I, mean, I feel they, they, like, I feel as if their 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 reports and their content in between periods is better. Something about it. It's obviously Americanized, if that's a word. But they obviously get inspiration from other sports that that network has on their has on their channel. But it just seems better. It seems sharper. It seems less forced. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they got Mike Milbury on for five minutes. Why so are you teaching great. people how to play hockey? Like, why does it? We don't want to watch you play hockey. We don't. Like, come on. Like, what? You don't know how to play hockey? Shut up. That that's not gonna work. It's cheesy. It's tacky. What are you watching? It's for for years we've had Don Cherry, who you know is polarizing as fuck. What's gonna happen after? Like, we gotta figure it out. I'm saying we too. Like, we're. I guess we're gonna be part of this too. We gotta make hockey more entertaining. We're part of the problem. 
We're part of the problem. Or are we part of the solution? Hey, fair enough. Hey, let's we, go. Oh, are we the solution? We are the solution. We'll always Give have this debate. We'll always have this debate. Sportsnet, man. you guys are trying to replace Don Cherry with Brian Burke. No one wants to see this old fart on TV. You got to bring Silky and Filthy on board, baby. Hey, Let's back, go. I remember what we were talking about. You know, Ron McClain, Don Cherry, fuck them. Kyle Bowden, Trevor Bags. <laughs> Yo, we get fired after what? Two episodes? I'd make it a challenge to get fired after one. Yeah. No, really? No, I'm just kidding, man. Depends what's in the contract, great job. right? Come on. Yeah, great. Yeah, I clean it up for sure, man. I, I like I like the Raiders. Another day of hockey here in beautiful Canada, right? I could clean it up sharp, buddy. There you go. I know you could do it too, man. I could, yeah. I'd have to make no dick jokes, though. Maybe oh, yeah, no dick jokes, man. But no, that was a nice way to wrap up the show, man. Well, yeah, a little, we, little we ramble. Had, we had Beauty of the Week, and then there, then there was some rage. Yeah, there was some we rage. Had, do we need like a rage there segment? Some, and nothing against Steve Dangle again. It's, it's not even, I'm not trying to sugarcoat. I'm not trying to backtrack. Again, like I said, I've watched Steve Dangle. Like, I used to watch Steve Dangle as a kid. I appreciate what he did at that point. I, I just feel as if, <laughs> yeah, that, that was just horrible. <laughs> Come on. And it, but the thing is, it's probably Sportsnet's idea too. You know? Oh, 100%. Everyone's, everyone's 100%. Team decision. He, he's part of it. Yeah. Part of the whole the whole problem. But damn. What a monopoly, man. But you know what? Whenever Sportsnet is making you feel pissed off with their shitty content, you can always tune in to Silky and Filthy. Oh, you know what to say, Kyle? What? Get the network. Get the There's fucking network. Three, three shows. One tap, one swipe. It doesn't matter. Three fucking shows. The quickie, the quickest hockey show in the world, Trevor. We called it the fastest hockey show in the world. Why did we say? Why did we say that? It's quickie quick. It's you know the what? quickest hockey show in the world. In journalism school, I was always told you can't have, uh, you know, you can't have the same like, the uh, same words in your lead as in your. Oh, uh, okay, so. okay. So we'll work on that. We got time to work on yeah. the motto of that show. Okay. So we got that the quickest hockey show in the world, the fastest the only thing hockey I learned show in the journalism world. school. By the way, so fair enough. We also got sipping on the forty official post game show, official Canucks program of SB Nation, and we and we got this right here, puck talking bullshit. All right. Okay, Trevor Becks, Kyle Bound. Anything else you want to say? Light the candles. Light, Light the, the candles. Doobie. Light and the doobie. turn on the network. Hey. And then we'll see you, filthy bastards, next time.